to For the Boys, a podcast for the boys, by the boys. This is your host, Aiden, and I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I know I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of work, you know, schoolwork, uh, trying some new things out, trying some new projects out. If you haven't heard, I uh, started Twitch streaming, or at least tried to. Uh, it's fun, you know, I like it. And honestly, I just like to do things I like, so yeah, um, but keeping busy, <laughs> got a lot of work, got a lot of work, but that's okay. Anyways, today I was lucky enough to have a conversation with Tanaka, and again, this conversation was recorded quite a few weeks back, so some of the references might be a bit outdated, but again, the whole topic and everything around it still is just as important. In today's episode, we we talk about quite a lot of different things, honestly. You know, we talk about the conversation of, am I a good man, or are you a good man, or what makes someone a good man? We talk about the dangers of social media, or as I like to call it, and as you've seen this episode is called unsocial media the divide that it really brings in us and on top of that you know some of the responsibilities that us as men carry in this world but anyways don't want to say everything you know you do still have another like 20 minutes to listen to and hopefully learn a thing or two or at least enjoy it anyways here's our conversation Dude, I'm great, bro. Dude. So what'd you do today? What did I do today? Today um, was a pretty good day. You know, had school. Then after school, uh, well, woke up early, you know, I got to have that habits, you know, habits, Tim Ferriss, all that. So um, woke up around like 5 a.m., meditation, prayer. Then after that, uh, crushed my schoolwork, took my little sisters to school. Then after that, came back, but watched a podcast, finished watching the movie Social uh, Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah, I know that one. My parents love talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That one definitely um, was super good. Then after that, went out and trained since I run track and field. So did a little bit of training. And then after that, yeah, picked up my sisters from school Then went to Best Buy because I realized that, hey, you know what? It's time to step it up because I had a microphone back at home. Currently, I'm right now I'm in Canada. And so, um, yeah, I'm from Texas, though. So what happened was I needed to, you know, get a new microphone, something a little bit uh, portable, which is perfect now. And it came with a camera and a capture box. So I was like, hey, man, three in one was able to invest in myself a little bit because, you know, got to get great sound quality and great picture quality. No more internal Zoom or internal camera and microphone. It doesn't work like that anymore. (laughs) I mean, I have to admit, the microphone sounds really good. What mic is it? It's an Aver Media AMD 10. Never heard of it. Yeah. So I was, it was either this or AMD a 310 microphone. It was either this or the Blue Yeti microphone. So oh, the Blue Yeti, yeah, that one I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, that one I was like, oh, shoot. But then this one came with the camera and they were actually out of the Yeti. So I was like, okay, hey, I'll take the camera and this. So yeah, but I mean, the prices probably weren't that great because here in Canada, oof, yeah. Oh, you don't understand. Sometimes I'm out there like, uh, I want to get like the newest COD or something. It's literally $90. Oh, Canadian tax is crazy. Yeah, it is. What part of Canada are you in? Toronto. Toronto. Okay, nice. It's crazy over here. Like with prices. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Prices, I mean. (laughs) It's just expensive, that's all. So you want to talk about kind of uh, the social media presence, Uh, Yeah, yeah, man. Like, I think one thing that I wanted to talk about was how social, just, I don't know, that social dilemma movie really shook me. Because I always knew, since one of my majors is neuroscience, right? I've always known how crazy it's been 
psychologically, books like by Cal Newport, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, just all that. So, you know, some incredible authors there. And I think that, you know, most people, whenever they come to, and I guess it can go into more mental health, right, is just the idea of how, you know, women are way more vocal. I think like a perfect example today, Chris Evans, he had a nude uh, come out, right? And then people are like, oh, protect Chris Evans, protect Chris Evans or whatever, like, you know, flooding with positivity, whatever. But I'm like, oh man, okay, women, they get ridiculed. There's a double standard in that, like crazy. And then, but also it's like, okay, wait, but then what about for us as men, shouldn't we be, have that protection as well? Like, you know, instead of being shamed or whatever, Chris Evans didn't necessarily get received all that shame or whatever, but it's just one of those notions like that, or how sometimes we have the idea of like, you know, we always have to be the aggressor on social media or have to have this domineering, dominant personality and, you know, just stuff like that. Oh, no. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, I did actually hear about that situation from a friend of mine. He randomly said, hey, do you know this happened? I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. And I didn't search it up because I felt like that's an invasion of privacy. But I mean, if you did, it is technically on the internet. So, I mean, I guess. I personally just don't want to see that anyways. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But like... Yeah, I mean, hey, these things do happen. And it's like, it's something that you should be shaming either, right? Like, luckily, it didn't happen towards him. But it does happen to a lot of women and like a lot of celebrity female celebrities. And like, just really, come on. We, we can we can do better than that. There's no reason to like make them feel bad for whatever it is they did, especially if it was an accidental leak, you know, right? Or if they got hacked, especially if they got hacked, how can you blame them? Like, literally, it's not their fault. So right. I remember there was this one time where like a lot of uh, this one girl, I, I forget if she got hacked or if they just got leaked, but somehow it ended up on the internet. And everyone kept saying, oh, it's your fault. Oh, how could like, oh, it's your fault. You know, it's your fault for taking the pictures. It's you just wanted them to uh, get leaked so you can get uh, bigger. You can get more famous. Like, no, these mistakes happen like this. You can't blame someone for the this getting out. Like, obviously, they trusted whoever it was they sent those to. Right. And we as men, because oftentimes, you know, if if it's being leaked by someone that doesn't tend to be like can be a woman sending to a man. Right. Right. And if you do leak it, like, come on, step it up, do better. Like that's really terrible thing to do. You shouldn't be doing that to anyone. If anyone's trusting you with any sort of private information, you're not allowed to really share that. Right, right. Um, And then I guess I also come falls into the line of like, what is our social responsibility as men in the social media world? Because, you know, most of the time, they literally, there's an algorithm that targets specifically what you're searching up. They have access to your information. They have access to your location, access to your data, access to all sorts of thing. And then now it's like, say that, okay, yeah, you know, you like, you know, if you even like girls and bikinis and whatever, whatever, you put that in all over in your explore page, then that gets you into a moment of, you know, lusting, right? Or a moment of just like, you know, looking and just keeping your images in there. And then after that, once you get that private information from like that private picture from your your girlfriend or whatever girl that you're just messing around with. And then all of a sudden, like you feel the same obligation to kind of share that with your friends. I know that, but that happened a bunch of like, you know, when I was in middle school and high school and then, you know, people kind of felt this weird power grab or weird um, sense of entitlement and control. Just like, yo, got like, bro, look at the news that I got. Look at this. Like, you know, look at her in that intimate moment. And it's like, wait, somebody did that and was trying to only share 
share that private moment with you. And then after that, you discredit and you take that credibility away in order to like to try to share it with your friends and also feed into this fantasy when and I'm and remembering that comes also with that, like what kind of how is that expectation put upon us? You know, Jordan Peterson talks about like, you know, how literally porn, pornography and all that stuff. I'm on. Um, uh, yeah, actually, I'll say that I'm not necessarily the most I'm not an advocate of porn per se, because the majority, like some of them are forced into uh, sexual slavery. But if it's your, if you're a woman and it's your choice, and if you're a man and a woman, if you're doing it by your choice, you're not being held at gunpoint, go on ahead. Like that is your body. That is your choice. Go do that. More power to you, honestly. Right. Right. Like in the, in, in, I think, but see, maybe it's this notion of how, you know, in the Western world, specifically, I know the United States or whatever, um, we feel like this idea, like this taboo against sex work, you know, like you look at other countries, European countries that don't have that taboo. And then after that, how the economy is flourishing and how there's a more less death rates, less anxiety, all this, this, that right over here, you know, we try to have this standard of moral obligation and it's predominantly in like in a patriarchal society. Like we need to be better of treating, you know, others equally, you know, really, really big on that. And I, and also with that, it comes with us as men being able to step up and really teaching and advocating for, you know, accountability. Cause I know like when it's a group of men, like you're a gaggle of men, you know, you're hanging with your bros, whatever, it's super hard to stand, try to stand out because we want to belong. And, you know, the same with social media, like you want to belong, you want to look this part, you want to do this, you want to do that. But then that gets ingrained into you in your identity. Then after that, when you know that something is shady and that you're not, that's not supposed to happen, then, you know, you are complicit, you're compliant of keeping up the status quo. And it's hard. It sucks. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. But I mean, but with uncomfort comes growth. With that uncomfort comes you being able to step in and being a better man. I saw that recent post before your post, before the Monday motivation, the one that's like, be a man uh, better of tomorrow or something like that. And like a man, a gentleman or a man of valor, a man of respect. I think it was um like... Being a man that shows not all men are the same or something like that. I think it was. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're in the world where, and there's, yeah, there's a lot of flack against us, man. And, and now it's like, ah, oh, shoot, man. We, what does it mean to be a good man? Because, you know, you see women on Twitter, you see women all over, like saying that, oh, there's no good men left. And I know most people will be like, oh, man, I'm a good man. I'm a good man. But it's like, what does it mean to be a good man? How are you being a good man? Are you saying that you're a good man because you think of your good, healthy moments? But what about those quote unquote toxic moments that exist in all of us? And how are we doing our best to make sure that we're not falling into those traps and cycles? And how are we doing our best to guard ourselves or, you know, just protect our minds and protect our, like, you know, our just being away from all these normative ideas coming from social media, coming from this, coming from culture that continues to attack us, that continue to bombard us. And then, you know, we're still living the status quo no matter what. Like, we're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I fully agree with you with the whole thing of how obviously no one is perfect. Everyone has moments where you are quote unquote toxic or when you're doing something that's not wrong. But at least what I believe the difference between being a good and bad person, let alone being good or bad man, being good or bad person, even if you're always good, because no, that's not possible. No one can be always good. Rather is realizing when you messed up, realizing when you did something bad, apologizing about it and becoming a better person and not doing that again it does happen where you do something bad you're mean to someone you're accidentally i don't know you accidentally do this to that person or whatever maybe these things happen no one's perfect but as long as you're not doing it on purpose or with malintentions and you genuinely grow as a person i don't think you are a bad person right obviously you can argue like well okay i didn't mean to kill them so am i a bad person but that's different <laughs> 
different case. You know, that's, we're talking about smaller things here. If you if you killed someone, well, unless you were being forced to or you were like influenced by some way, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're not the best of persons. That's all. Absolutely, man. <laughs> and that is hilarious. Oh, man. It, it shouldn't be funny. But then, you know, there's always something that we can always learn from that experience. And I think it's definitely very important for us to have that opportunity to just do better and get better. And um, yeah. Um, and I don't know. Now, let me ask you this, bro. What does it mean to be a good man? To be a good man? Yeah. Honestly, I'm just going to bring it to what it means to be a good person in my view, because for me, being a good man is just being a good person. And I think that just means treating others. Although this is said, you've, you've, you're taught this since grade one. I believe you're, you're taught this for a reason. It's treating others as you want to be treated because it really is, you know, how the world works. As stupid as it sounds, uh, many people still don't go by that, which is crazy. But treating others how you want to be treated, being kind and just, you know, not coming from a place of hate. And realizing when you messed up and accepting that that's okay. Like no one's perfect. And if you are perfect, then you're inherently imperfect. Like it's impossible to be perfect. It's a paradox because if you are perfect, then you're imperfect at being perfect, right? Like it's a paradox of being perfect. You can never be perfect. And always striving to be the best version of yourself, helping those around you and genuinely caring. You know, like I'm not saying everyone has to fit a certain mold. I'm just saying that I think to be a good person is just genuinely not putting others in front of you because you still, then then you're not being a good person to yourself, but putting everyone on an equal playing field, on an equal field. So you're not more important than someone else, but someone else isn't more important than you. And learning from your mistakes, honestly. I really, I really like that point. Sorry to cut you off, bro, but I really love that point of that, you know, treating somebody equally because, you know, the idea, you know, I love talking about this and I love explaining that to my friends and my family. It's like, you are exceptional, but you're not the exception. It is super important to understand how amazing that you are as a person, how amazing, how talented and what like the gifts and talents is that are put inside you. Whether you're Christian, Buddhist, whatever, whatever, like everybody has something innately different. Like, you know, no one has the same exact DNA. And it's in the sense of um, when it comes to, again, going back social media real quick is too often too many times it's like oh man dang all right man that person made a hundred thousand dollars oh that might be a person making two thousand dollars a day or oh, that person's looking with the muscles oh this person's like oh he got the bag oh man he's drive, driving this oh man he's doing this oh he's a profusion magazine oh man nah, 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 nah. all this and it's like yo bro like why are you comparing yourself to me i mean again the, those instant those things are literally made for you to compare uh or like maybe like inside of us you know we always try to fill up like we don't feel good enough and then again, it's like, nah, man, you are. It's just that you're too busy trying to rewrite and try to compare yourself as um to this man. And you're trying to see like, oh man, why am I not like him? But it's like, yo, that same person doesn't have it what's inside of you. And then after that, you know, what you, once you start tapping into that potential, once you start tapping into being a good person by understanding who you are and understanding how other people are, and you want to be treated the same way that you want to, like, um, you want to treat, you treat other people the same way that you want to be treated, life gets a lot better. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm also a firm believer of, you know, your attitude really changes your world. Like if you are going around being negative and thinking everything is going bad, then you're going to see everything going bad and you're going to feel negative towards everything. But if you're the opposite and you're feeling good towards everything then everything around you will feel good, you know, like it really is what you, it's kind of like tricking your brain, you know, telling yourself, I know everything's going to be good and your brain will see everything that's good. It's going to ignore the bad. 
and like it's going to whatever you kind of you tell your brain that's what it's going to pick up on so if you keep telling your brain oh everything's bad then it's going to pick up on everything bad no matter where right man that mindset is powerful just the like um, see it's so crazy how come we let a computer that was literally made from our minds dictate our minds in the sense of that, like, you know, just imagine like no one can ever replicate the brain. I don't care what Elon's doing. Yeah, he's putting in chips and freaking pigs or whatever. <laughs> Sorry to go off the deep end, but um, but it's so funny just to see how nobody, no matter what, can ever replicate the human body or the human experience. And like again, the mind. And they say it's true, like once you once you're defeated in the mind that everything else just go just goes goes to goes goes crap uh quite frankly it just goes down to the bottom it's like ah man you know your mindset is your strongest asset despite whatever weather is happening you look at david goggins you look at all this you know david goggins the epitome of a person that's a manly man right and i read his biography his um powerful powerful book was able to relate to a couple things too from that book, but it was in the sense of this man was somebody that was soft. He was abused as a child. He was, he was broken. His dad used to beat him, his mom and all that made fun of during high school, whatever was fat, tried, sucked at school, was fat again, lost the weight, whatever, came fat again. But then after that, he was like, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to live in this wishy-washy mind. And I want to be a better, I want to be a person that was better than yesterday. And understanding all, like looking at his child and his childhood trauma and looking, I'm seeing how that went and whatever, and linking that because it was this idea that he wasn't able to find this identity of what manhood meant to him, what it meant to be a man in his own world, his own eyes, not fitting in with the white kids, not trying to fit in with the black kids, not trying to fit in with the basketball team, not trying to fit in with the Navy SEALs and all that. But what does it mean for me? As David God comes, what does it for me, for me as Tanaka Tai, what does it mean for you as Aiden to be a man? Mm-hmm. No, I, I 100% agree. I honestly, I've never heard of him, but he sounds really interesting. And yeah, that's really like factual. I think the exact same thing. I think it's really different for everyone. And the real definition of being a man is just being true to yourself. Right. And finding out what it means to be you. Have you, have you ever had an experience where you were not true to yourself? And, um, and how did that end up? Have I ever had an experience where I true to myself uh oh <laughs> you're asking the questions this time <laughs> no 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 i mean like this is just me like, i'm just an asshole general because you know i got pod <laughs> no it's good it's good it's cool it's cool i'm gonna answer i'm gonna ask questions too you know like i'm, I'm gonna answer that too yeah no it's fully cool yeah this is a discussion that's what it's for oh man have i ever not felt true to myself that's a good one um i mean obviously there were there are times where i haven't felt true to myself if i'm being honest i can't I can't really pinpoint an exact time because I, I can't really remember off the top of my head. But yeah, obviously that happens. It happens to everyone, right? Because there are times where you put on this mask in front of people, uh, whether it be Corona or not. Um, and uh, I think what's just important to realize is like personally, I have different personalities when I'm with different people, mm. but it doesn't mean I'm not me. You know what I mean? Right. Like just because I act a certain way with someone and I act differently with someone else doesn't mean that either one is less of me. It's just different parts of me. And I don't think either is less valid. How about you? Oh, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're like, darn it. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, definitely. I think one of the moments where I haven't felt true to myself was um was a big part of high school. One, like just dealing with being a first generation American family from Zimbabwe, you know, me being the first eldest born. I lived in a suburban area, um, but I was black and a bunch of people used to say growing up, hey Tanaka, you know, you're not black, you're white. 
because of the way that I spoke, the way that I was able to articulate myself. Because, you know, my parents, they grew up in a British education system in Zimbabwe. And, you know, like the British are really good with the pronunciation, English, proper, all that, right? And, you know, you know, from experience, Canada, you live in Canada, right? Yeah. So I always lived in this in-between of, I, you know, was too black for the white kids and too white for the blacks. And, you know, and, and I fell in this gray area. And um, there were so many points of time where I compromised myself in terms of like, I, I, I didn't know who I was because people would always say, but place this identity, hey, you're an Oreo. And I'm like, wait, what? what? What does that mean? Yo, you're black on the outside, but you're white on the inside. And I just went along with it because it was convenient. Never really had those discussions around like what in my family, what it meant to be African, what it meant to be who I am um, and be proud of who I am. Because at the end of the day, man, race is, a, race is just a concept. It's a social construct and all that. But understanding my ethnicity, understanding my identity as a man, like I would let people dictate that. Um, because when I didn't want to, I was a people pleaser and I didn't want to rustle any, um, any, any, um, any feathers or just do anything of that nature that would make me feel more of an outsider than I already was. It wasn't until, man, I was like sick of that crap <laughs> junior high school where like, you know, you're facing near death experience and like, man, bro, that like life is too, life is too short to be able to let other people try to dictate your life. Life is too short for you to, to not be, not accept who you are and who you're meant to be. And so that was that moment I was like, man, yeah, me, yeah, me do better. And um, I would say, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, but it takes time. It's actually funny you said about the whole the racist social construct thing. It's I, I laugh because earlier today I had my uh, my first philosophy class, and my philosophy teacher said word for word that exact thing, and it just I just had a deja vu, and it was really funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, this is also kind of uh, irrelevant, but have you by chance seen the movie Hate You Give? Because the situation you described is literally the situation in the movie. Yes. No, no. Like that movie touched me. And I mean, that's why I'm even in this quote unquote media production and entertainment or whatever the studio, like, you know, podcasting, quote unquote journalism or this field of media. Like it was stories like those that I'm like, oh, man, finally, my experience is on TV or something. Yay. <laughs> no, that's that was a powerful movie. Powerful. I just see the exact situation you described. Just I, I saw that movie in my head like as you were saying it, and I was like, yeah, that was just something completely, completely irrelevant that I just want to ask, because if not, I was going to tell you you should watch it. No, man, dude, I'm, I'm a huge movie buff, man. Uh, um, I've watched a lot of movies. I've watched a real bunch of comic books. I read a lot, man. Um, my friends say, I'm like, I'm the consumer of information. I'm so, and I'm good at spreading that. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, that's, that must have been hard, uh, especially because like, at least I'm assuming, obviously I could be completely wrong, but I'm assuming the people that were telling you that they didn't realize they were being racist. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm assuming that they didn't even try to say it out of a place of hate. You know, they were genuinely just trying to like say it out of a place of almost kindness in a way, I, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Kindness slash ignorance, because I know yeah, just growing up um, in that sense of being there, you know, have even their parents saying like, oh man, it's not, you know, but you're, you're one of the good ones or, oh man, you're, you're so nice. Like I wish more of them out there were like you, they need to look at you as a leader. And I'm like, okay, thanks for the compliment. But you kind of like backslapping back. Why, you know, a, a group of people that you don't know, 
Right. It's like, it, it's a compliment, but it's also an insult in a way. Like, yeah. It, I mean, I genuinely think though, the pe- people that are saying that, like they're saying it out of a place of love almost, but they're just ignorant about everything else that they don't realize it comes off as racist. And the problem is, at least I feel today, is that many people, let's say someone were to find out that, that someone said that, right? I feel like many people would just try to either hate on them or like, quote unquote, try to cancel them, right? right. When that's not going to help anything. That's just going to make them have this more hatred. You know, it's just going to have, it's going to build up more rather explaining, you know, why, you know, that's not the kindest thing to say, even though it sounds kind and it's not actually, you know, a good thing. And then they'll hear you out because you're already friends with them. And then they'll hear you out. And they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. And, and they'll change their ways, you know? Right. I was actually telling my family earlier today um, about the story I heard. And I don't know if it's 100% factual. I believe it is, but it could be like completely made up. Um, but basically, this was in a time where the KKK was huge, right? And I read somewhere where there was this one guy. I don't know his name, but he was a black man. And basically, he apparently dressed up as one of the members and went into the meetings and he would befriend the people around him and he would get so close to them that he would start teaching them and like like literally letting them realize like hey look you're friends with me i'm black you don't hate me and like how the whole movement is stupid and it's completely racist and if i remember correctly he was able to like convert like two to four hundred of them out of it yes 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 i think that's what the movie black Klansmen was kind of derived from and and that and that an example is it? I still haven't seen it. Oh, so good. I, I want to. I really want to. Yeah, man, dude. But also, like, I know exactly the guy who you're talking about because he actually gave a TED talk, not Ron Washington, not the detective, but the one that you're exactly that you're talking about. And that, again, comes to the conversation, like comes to idea of like what it means to be a good man and um, infiltrating a that is promoting hate amongst people. And you're changing from the inside out and you're helping them realize because of just that narrative right and that in itself is so powerful it really is yeah and especially because i feel like if he would have tried to do that but in a different way whereas if he would have tried to do it by just saying like oh you guys all suck like oh you're all racist oh you're all this oh you're all that they wouldn't have changed you know they they would have been like no we're right but because of the method he did it as in befriending them and then letting like letting them understand why it's wrong that's how he was able to change so many people's point of view Right. Absolutely, brother. You can say that again. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that A, you're allowed to be wrong. Yeah. You're allowed to have your opinions changed. It's, that's a good thing, not a bad thing to have your opinions changed. Right. So sorry to cut you off right there. No, no, no. But that, that exactly, again, 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 a lot of this stuff can be linked to social media is how are you navigating? Like, what is it like to be navigating in a world where cancel culture is so quick and we can automatically and easily be canceled? And especially as men, like, you know, we be, we could be canceled to the most highest degree, called um, called the sexist, called a homophobe, called um, uh, an uplifter of patriarchy, called a narcissist, called um, egotistical, and completely be written off just because of a one sharing a post that, you know, you thought was right, but then was, you know, you fact check. Like, there's no, I feel like there's no allowance of us being able to be wrong and being able to willing to be, to learn. 
And then as, as, and I feel like as, as, as men, we're kind of put in this position of like, you know, back against the wall. And it's like, oh, shoot, like, I can't really say anything. And I'm not saying this as like a victim mentality or whatever, but I know like that there's definitely a conversation. It's like, there's been a lot of, a lot of pushback. And I mean, of course, you know, and I understand that because now, and I'm a huge um, advocate for equity, diversity, inclusion, this, then, the third, and having, uh, and amplifying other voices. Cause you know, over the course of history, you know, men have been the writers, men have been the readers, men have been changed the narrative. But now it's like, uh, to what extent can we continue to contribute to the conversation, but also be willing to learn and understand and admit like, Hey, I'm wrong. I want to learn. Teach me. But then even when we and when we looked at when we try to do that, it's like, no, you, you don't even care. You're just trying to do this because you're PR and you're trying to be good. Man. <laughs> or you're just trying to get in my pants or just anything. Yeah. Uh, yo. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a, a huge thing that like, it's just we should be uplifting each other, not bringing one down to bring another one up. Yeah, it's all crazy, especially social media. I just I learned the best thing honestly firstly to keep notifications off on all of it it helps so much with your clarity and everything and just whenever you know you feel the need to go on you just go on and you'll get your notifications when you're on the app you don't need it to keep buzzing and also like you were kind of saying about how it almost feels like as if men are being backed into a corner i feel like because of that it then results into two kind of almost branching off into like two different kinds of men. It kind of branches off into either men that then are too afraid to speak and kind of just keep to themselves and are too afraid to say anything because they don't want to be like hated against. And then it goes to the other opposite where it then becomes men that are like, no, you know what? You're like, and then they go way overboard and then they start being, they start becoming misogynists and, or, or maybe homophobes or maybe racist, you know, and then and it goes to the other side, right? Where in reality, we need this middle ground where they're not putting others down. They're not being misogynists. They're not being racist. They're not being homophobes, but they're also not afraid to speak up about their problems. They're not, they're, they're okay with like, you know, putting out their point of views out there. And even if, let's say, you put something out there and you didn't realize it's, let's say, homophobic, but then if someone tells you, hey, man, this is homophobic because X and Y, you're like, oh, so I didn't realize. I'm sorry. Let me, let me take it down. You know, like that doesn't make, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. You, you genuinely didn't realize that just comes from a place of ignorance. That's, ignorance isn't a bad thing. It just means you weren't educated enough at the time. But many tend to take ignorance as a sign of, oh, you're just inherently a bad person. But are you really? Yeah, man. We're not bad people, bro. And again, it comes to the philosophical debate. Are we inherently bad or evil? To be honest, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows, man? But, and what does it mean to be good? What is good? What is bad? What is morality? Ah, and then, you know, now you start, you know, going into mental masturbation and like, oh my gosh, I'm so smart. <laughs> right. <laughs> but man, but that's so good, bro. That was our conversation. I really enjoyed it. It was a really fun time, honestly, the recording that one. I don't know. These are always just like so fun to make. I always enjoy talking with others and talking with you guys. As always, if you ever, ever need someone to talk to, my DMs are always open. And if you're facing any sort of problem, just reach out to me, man. Honestly, I'm here to support everyone and I want to just help you. And hopefully we can talk it out and then we can realize that, you know, you're not the only one that has this issue. We can bring it out to more people and then we're all realize the way, hey, you know, I have a very similar issue than you. And it kind of comes full circle like, oh, wait, I'm not alone in this. We there are others with me and so on and so forth. And hopefully we can bring more awareness to these things. If you like today's episode, following me on Instagram at for the boys underscore pod would mean a ton. It really would. And also subscribing to me wherever you're listening to really helps a lot. Even a share, you know, that that one, <laughs> all of these, it really means a ton, you know, to see 
after spending countless and countless of hours into these episodes, seeing people enjoy them always means the world to me and, you know, and gives you a little bit more of encouragement to do it all. But either way, I would still do it. Again, if you ever need someone to talk to, honestly, my DMs are open on Instagram and Twitter. If for some reason you do decide to reach me on Twitter, but I don't really use it. But hey, I will still get a notification if you do decide to DM me there. But that's your choice. What can I say? I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if anything in this episode interests you and you want to talk more about it, also you can DM me. Or, you know, if you disagreed with something, you can DM me as well. and We can talk about it more if you want. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week, honestly. It's starting to get cold out there, so be careful. But anyways, this is your host, Aiden. Have a great day.